Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode eight of the Hub World podcast. It's been a while, but we're back. Um, ready oh, to yeah. talk about everybody's favorite massive media movie franchise. Um, the DCEU. No, you know. <laughs> as um, much as I want to believe that, it's not. Yeah, we're going to lose viewers just by saying that. But um, we'll be talking about the MCU today. Um, talk a little bit about um, how WandaVision went, which means full spoilers for WandaVision. Probably don't listen if you haven't finished the show, um, as we're going to be dropping heavy spoilers, um, as well as like the implications of WandaVision on the future of the MCU, as well as just in general, the upcoming slate of TV shows and projects and what we'd like to see, what we think might happen, etc., etc. So... I am Jules from the Hub World. I am Matteo from the Hub World. And I'm Gino from the Hub World. Welcome, yeah, everybody. Uh... So, um, we will begin, as always, with an icebreaker. And the icebreaker today is, what was your favorite movie from the MCU, and why? Ooh. Um... I will start. Um, my favorite movie in the MCU is... I don't think it's going to be that surprising. It's, I think, regarded as one of the the like the, the best one in the MCU. And that, for me, is Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Um, that movie... Uh, like, it was a... Th- it was a thriller from beginning to end. And the implications it had on the MCU as a whole were were massive and I wasn't expecting that going into the movie. And I just remember the uh that moment where where the moment where Shield basically collapses. That was like a mind blowing moment to me. And the Winter Soldier was like super tight. Like I, I knew who the Winter Soldier was. I was familiar with all the, the background lore. But like I kind of had an ex- expectation going into the movie, but the whole stuff surrounding Shield was just super mind blowing to me. And also the fact that like, it was ser- It's probably one of the more serious movies in the MCU. There's not a lot of jokey humor. Like I don't like a lot of them. The that just overtly comedic cheesy humor that the MCU is like cramming in all their movies now and i know that's a super hot take but like that's why that's why i don't like movies like thor ragnarok or guardians of the galaxy volume 2 but like i like the groundedness and this the serious or not serious but like it's just super um like realistic and take that they have in, in Captain America's world. And Captain America is probably my favorite protagonist in the MCU if you don't count like Daredevil, but I don't well I don't know. I'll probably talk about Daredevil later. But yeah, my pick is uh Captain America the Winter Soldier. Hmm. I think I want to go next. Um just because it de- honestly depends on like what day you ask me. It's a bit of a toss up uh for my number one i personally like the first cat movie just because i thought it was a really well done like kind of like 
almost period piece, I want to say, because like you're you're set in World War Two and just like how Steve Rogers goes from like this scrawny kid into uh, basically becoming the the perfect super soldier, and it kind of sets everything else up for the rest of the MCU because okay, you had Hulk, which was a failed Captain America super soldier. Um, set up and then there was like a few other ones where like they were trying to like constantly be like re- trying to replicate what made cap special but i'm gonna have to go with dr strange actually today just because it's one of those things where like i knew who cap was i was kind of aware of his story and things beforehand and i honestly did not know who Stephen strange was before like they were starting to talk about like, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be coming in to be Stephen Strange. And I'm like, who the heck is that? So I went in virtually like blind to the character and instantly thought that this was like, hey, this is a really great take because I felt like it really wasn't a superhero movie in the same sense where it's like, okay, here's this dude or here's this person that has like these amazing abilities. There weren't really like aliens or amazing feats of strength it was just like okay here's this regular person and it became kind of like a wizard or a magic movie it was like it was fantasy but like grounded in a kind of like almost kind of like how harry potter is like where it's just like okay here's this like secret magical society that's been with us this entire time and they i don't know i, I just really really liked that kind of aspect of it and Special effects in that movie were amazing. Too. Oh, that was it was great. I was not expecting any of like those kaleidoscope kind of things to really like. I don't know. It was just something about it. it was just I really really enjoyed that movie and like the time loop, um, how he solves the problem and it's just it's like, ah, uh, I, I enjoyed the villain that movie. being the crusty eyed bandit. The crusty-eyed <laughs> <laughs> Totally forgot about that. It was erased from my mind for the longest time. It's <laughs> referring to Mads Mikkelsen, by the way, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember his name. I just refer to him as the crusty-eyed bandit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And, like, where it's setting up, and especially now with, like, the, the Doctor Strange 2 hype going around just, like, after the end of WandaVision... And we'll talk about this later on. I'm really hyped for it, but and yeah. and because of one division, I'm excited for for Doctor Strange. That's gonna be my choice. Yeah, I like one of the things I always appreciate about Doctor Strange is that um, it took its time with setting up its characters, and I liked how Mordo, would, like, also had his journey in Doctor Strange, and like they didn't rush his character, and like I'm sure he's gonna play a bigger role moving forward as like an antagonist. But I'm glad yeah. that they didn't like rush his story and just like make him the villain right away. Um, yeah, I choice. feel like, yeah, I feel like that's kind of what like I guess it's kind of like like for instance like my love my love of like Green Lantern and all that stuff. I really like Mordo's character as well because he's kind of like a mentor for the majority of it, kind of like how Sinestro was to mm-hmm. Hal, right? To Hal. And then yeah, it's more of a philosophical see... clash. Yeah, and then, like, it's not really a corruption, but it's just a difference of opinion. Yeah, agreed. I yeah. like him. Um, I don't even know how to answer the question, to be honest. Um, usually, I say Captain America, the Winter Soldier's the best one. 
But the thing with that movie is that the more and more I rewatch the MCU, the less and less that movie is my favorite because I think ultimately that movie relied on its big twists to carry it. And on rewatches, it's it's significantly less exciting knowing what happens. I still think it's a super quality film, probably still top five, but I don't know if it's my favorite anymore. Um, and that's my um, thing. Like I, I've only rewatched it two or three times, but for me, like it, the fight scenes are always gonna be that good. And the like, elevator just, scene is great. That, what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, yeah, but I, I totally get that, that, that viewpoint though. Yeah. It's, it's well, hard like, because, like, I, well, even with the hype up to that movie, right? Like, you were watching all this stuff being prepared in Shield as well, like the the Shield show, right? Yeah, that show. Uh... But that's what made it, like, that's what made the twist so big, is because like, the show was in such an early. Or sorry, the the universe was in such an early state, and they just started up the Shield show, and then, like, second movie in the slate, they're like, "Yeah, Shield's done," and it's like, "Whoa!" Like, yeah, it was like a big, like it was a big deal, and that like I appreciated those plot points. I just like looking back on it now, and rewatching it, it's not like. I do feel like those twists are ultimately what made it good and the novelty of them wearing off at this point pulls that film off of the top for me. And I'm trying to think what my favorite is. See, the thing is, most of my favorite characters in the MCU right now don't have their own film. And so it's hard to pinpoint what my favorite movie is. Um, I love Captain America. I love the first Avenger. I love Winter Soldier. I love Civil War, but I wouldn't call any of them my favorite. Um, I want to say one of the Spider-Mans, but at the same time, I don't think one of the Spider-Mans is my favorite, although I really like those movies. And I'm, I guess I'm just going to go with a very vanilla answer, which is right now, when I think about, because I'm going to rewatch the MCU, and I think about which movie am I most excited to watch again? It's definitely Avengers Endgame. And I know that's such a basic answer. I wouldn't call it basic. It's a celebration it's so of everything basic. that they've done. It's just it's it hit all yeah, that's the thing. It's like it wasn't it wasn't just the culmination of this giant story. It was also just they did it so well. They had so many yeah. good moments. Like I think using the time travel as a way like as a means to like revisit moments to like tie up Tony and Steve's stories. The, the comedy was good reliving. Like my favorite moment in that movie by far is when cap walks into the elevator and it's the same elevator scene where he has to like beat up all the Hydra agents from winter soldier. That was like such a big scene and he gets out of it by just like shaking the guy's hand and saying, hail Hydra. And I thought it was so funny. I'm like how brilliant like just like there's just those moments in those in that film that I think are just like really well done um and just like seeing all these characters come together um for a second time but like 
in Infinity War, a lot of them weren't together, and you didn't have a giant like battle scene. Um, even just the twist of like Thanos being killed right at the beginning, and like I don't know, like that movie had a lot. That movie was like I think a lot of people were like, how are they gonna like follow Infinity Infinity War? And they 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 definitely did. I think it one upped it in every way. Um, and it was such a satisfying conclusion. Um, and I think this is a good segue. Much like Endgame was a very satisfying conclusion to the MCU as we knew up till then, and like there was a lot of worry about what comes next now. I think um, WandaVision kicking off Phase 4 and the next chapter of the MCU, personally, I think it did a pretty stellar job. And it's made me interested in MCU content moving forward. Like, I'm definitely curious where they're going. Well, I kind of... thing is, I agree and disagree with that, because yes, okay, like, okay, actually, uh, I agree with everything you said, but at the same time, I feel like, um, I personally got way too hyped for WandaVision, based on the, like, what's, like, Endgame, it's been, Endgame came out, we, everyone was super, super positive after that movie, it was really exciting time. And then now, with since it's been over a year since anything like Marvel's come out, until WandaVision, I feel like that show had an impossible task to live up to the hype for me. And that's like that's one of the few things I kind of I'm lukewarm about of the show. Like I don't, I do not understand like this, like this praise that WandaVision is getting. I, I agree with people. I think it was a great show, but I don't think it was, like, unreal, like, amazing. Like, some people are calling it, like, if you boil the, the show down to, like, a, a four-hour movie, people say, oh, that's, like, a top-tier Marvel movie. And I, I kind of don't agree with that at all, but I'll save that little bit for later. Yeah, well, like, we'll I, definitely be talking about that when, like, when it's time for it, right? So yeah, well, we're gonna talk about WandaVision now. I think we moved. Oh, into... oh, is that what we're talking about now? Yeah, no, I think we've yeah. segued into it. And like, oh, okay, yeah. One one thing I will say, like, kind of like to kind of kick it off. Like, I'm sure we're gonna overview and talk about it. But this was something I was talking about with my students today because we talked a bit about um WandaVision, and because like the general consensus I've gotten online and like even from some of my students was that the show was really good, but they were like, like kind of similar to what like Mateo was um, suggesting is like kind of lukewarm about the ending, a little bit disappointed. Um, not sure how, how they feel. And, and ultimately my take on it is that I think viewers need to take a step back and recognize the context of which we absorb this show because for the last how long has the MCU been around? 2007? 2008, 15, I think. 2008, like almost 15 years. For the last 15 years, we've been used to absorbing this, the content of this universe in a particular way, which was every time we get new story content, there's like something big is happening. And I think we've been conditioned to feel that way because I think 
everybody was feeling like between every episode that had to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then because the finale wasn't as big or didn't have as many implications as they had hoped on the whole universe, I think people were feeling really disappointed. But I think ultimately we have to take a step back and recognize that this was just one story. It wasn't 10 stories. And to expect every single episode to deliver the level of content that a single MCU film would deliver is unreasonable. As well as this is the first TV project they've ever released. And to think that they would make major decisions for this universe that has been primarily film only in a television show at this point, I think is expecting too much because I think there's still, this is the whole thing that we can, this is actually really disappointing. Uh, Kevin Feige actually talked before the, I think it was a day or two before the finale came out and someone just point blank asked him, if I don't watch the TV shows, is there anything like, am I going to understand, uh, or sorry, uh, if I, yeah, if I watch the movies without watching the show, will there be stuff that I miss? And he basically said, no, the movies are going to address everything. So like, he kind of like said that you don't need to watch all the shows, but that's what I mean. To get the the plots of the movies, but that's what I I mean. I feel like that kind of, that kind of like makes the shows seem less important and makes it seem loud that like going down they have all these shows announced nothing major is going to happen in these shows that are going to be worth like being excited about but it's not that nothing major is going to happen and i think that's what people need to understand is it's he's not saying that nothing is important in these shows what he's saying is the films themselves are not going to rely so heavily on what happens in the shows that if you don't watch the shows you're not going to understand the film like, sure, you're probably not going to understand, like, moving forward into, like, Doctor Strange 2, for example. If you didn't watch WandaVision, you probably won't understand Wanda's mind state. You probably won't understand her motivations. You probably won't connect with the character and understand her lore and history the way that somebody who watched the show did. But in terms of the plot for Doctor Strange 2, you're not going to be confused if you didn't watch WandaVision, which considering how MCU has been formatted up until now has been the case, right? Like they've always made the films very self-contained where like, even if you missed a few, they explain things well enough in the film that it's okay. They kind of like fill in the, the general gaps for you. Like you could go watch Avengers Infinity War without watching half of the, of the the movies that came before and still have a general idea of the plot of that film. Like you're not going in completely confused because they do enough, like the plot does enough to like catch you up on like what's going on. It's you're still missing things. Of course you're going to miss things, but like you don't need those to fully understand the plot of that film. And I think that's what he's saying He's is he's saying like, you can still watch Dr. Strange two without watching WandaVision, and you'll still understand Doctor Strange 2. But of course you're going to be missing out on information. You're always going to be. But I do think, ultimately, like the TV shows are going to be less important than the films. The films are going to be the major stories, right? And the TV shows are yeah. going to be supplementary. And, and at least for now. That might change like moving forward, depending on how well Disney Plus does. But what I was saying was like, 
because this is the first TV show, I think expecting that there were going to be major implications in this TV show was a little bit too much. Like even like, cause I thought there was going to be major implications and like looking back, I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe it was too much for me to think that a major event would happen in this show considering ultimately this was a test. These first few shows are tests. If they do poorly, like if these shows had done poorly, if they had all bombed, it's very likely like they would have just gone back to just doing films and doing less TV projects. Whereas since WandaVision was such a success, they're probably going to do more and they might even put yeah. more importance into the film into the TV shows, right? Yeah. Well, they can tell it's a like... more complicated story that sticks with the characters for a longer period of time, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, would I now... rather have had Civil War as a show? Heck yes. <laughs> but a very high budget show. Yeah, well, they, I think, I think that... they spent like eighty million an episode or something like that on WandaVision. So like they they're pouring money into these shows. They're not yeah. afraid to do that. Even though I, I'm like watching some of the, the in the later episodes of WandaVision, I'm like the the CG was kind of iffy especially in the last two episodes, but I thought uh, it was pretty good. Yeah, of course it wasn't perfect, but it was yeah. bad. But um my only thing like I I kind of feel like and uh, like you know how uh, going in like going into some of the episodes, like the actors would do interviews or like people do interviews. Like I feel like they're like um, uh, Elizabeth Olsen said, there's going to be like a Luke Skywalker spoiler for Mandalorian, uh, a Luke Skywalker level cameo or a, a event in that in WandaVision. And to me. That never happened. Like, I don't know what the heck she was talking about. Or Paul Bettany said, uh, there's going to be, well, what was the, what was the th- quote he said? Um, he said that Paul... there's a cameo. There's an actor who's making a cameo appearance in the season. And it's an actor who he's always wanted to work with. And when he has scenes with him and they had amazing chemistry, it was yeah. almost uncanny how much chemistry they had together. Yeah, I under like I get that's a joke, and he was referring to himself. But some people, like you know, tabloids will just say they they won't talk about the the last part of that that quote. They'll only talk about the beginning where they said there's going to be a a a cameo of a, an actor he's always wanted to work with or something like that. And I feel like these the actors saying type saying things like this that could be. Um, misconstrued or misunderstood it it adds like unfair expectations on the show that permanently kind of lessen it but is that like we all thought dr strange was going to be in the show like why are they why are the actors saying these things if they if like they potentially can't deliver on it like that's 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 my only thing but but like is that i didn't really find that to be like a big issue though like yeah I, there was that would have made be... the finale that honestly probably would have if there was if, a cam- if, there if... was a cameo though there was a t- there was it no not a cameo sorry there was a reference to the the original doctor strange movie though like yeah. wasn't the book isn't like that demon book that she's reading Wonderful. wasn't that the missing one from doctor strange like in the library there was one book that no. was missing 
No. Oh, maybe. Oh, I, I don't know, but it's yeah. It's shown I, I up heard before. like that book. Yeah, like I heard people talking about was it. In, like yeah, the, that book was actually was book. in Agents of Shield, but I don't think it. It's it looks completely different. Like it doesn't matter. Not, that it looks completely different. Yeah, they're it they're not in Agents of Shield. It says that the the book changes form. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's not. That doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, like, but there's another connection with Doc. There's a connection with Doctor Strange because some people speculate that in the post post credit scene or like the final one, she's in like an like she's in the astral state, astral astr- form. Yeah. So there's that at least, but I don't know. Like, I think... I feel like I'm I'm begging on it a lot, but like I did enjoy WandaVision. Like I I was we we stayed up as soon as until like that week we would watch the episode as soon as it dropped at midnight. And it yeah, was always something had, like I was looking forward to. to and I had watch. work at like eight in the morning the next day, yeah. so like I was I was pretty much dead at work, but yeah. I I still enjoyed it. And I did like, the same thing, right? Like I had late days at work, and I would stay up anyway. Um, and like just to kind of address what you said before, though, Mateo, I don't think that's on the actors. I think that's completely on the fan base. I think if fans want to take every little interview and make it into something they they like they want to interpret it the way they want i don't think that's on the actors um and i don't think they said anything untruthful like i i get paul bettany's thing was a joke and like he even admitted it like him and um the the director of the show both like the director of the show said like yeah paul bettany dug himself a hole which i'm gonna let him dig himself out of and paul bettany later was like yeah like i said it thinking it was funny and then once I started to see people speculate, I realized I made a really bad decision because people were going to get upset. But he couldn't really do anything about it at that point. And like that's the thing is like at the end of the day, these actors are people too, and they have to promote their show. And if they have to worry about every little thing they say causing massive speculation in the fan base, like all and that that's ultimately what I don't like about TV shows, especially ones that are dropped week to week. Is that speculation really kills, really, really kills people's ability to enjoy things? Because if this, if WandaVision was released all at once and people could have binged it, or if it was released as a film, I guarantee nobody would have complained about that ending. Nobody. The only reason they were complaining was because of the week to week constant speculation, constant, what does this mean? What does this mean? Could it mean this? Could it mean that? Could it mean this? And wanting something bigger out of something that wasn't meant to be as big as as they thought, right? Like I yeah, I don't know. Just, yeah, it's it's one of those like damned if you do something, damned if you don't kind of situations, yeah. right? Like they want to promote, they want to, they want people to speculate, they want people to talk about it because it generates hype and interest. But if it doesn't go anywhere, you look stupid later on right yeah and i think it's just the show set out what it was supposed to do it was never a story it it was a story that people thought was going to be about one thing and i think they marketed it that way i think telling us that wanda was going to be in doctor strange and we know doctor strange was a multiverse story and um, we knew Wanda was like creating stuff with her magic right now, and then even just like bringing in Evan Peters. Like, I think they wanted us to feel like 
this God, story. I have a bug. I, I have stuff yeah, we'll to talk, talk about. about we'll talk about Peters, that. Man. Don't worry, we'll talk about that. But yeah. I think they intentionally made us feel like this story was going to be this big plot, like world story, but it wasn't. It was actually at the at the heart of it. It was just a story about Wanda overcoming her grief. That's it. That's the whole story. The whole story is Wanda cannot move on. And in the end, she has to give up her family and recognize that that chapter of her life is over. Yeah. And like, that's a good story to tell. And that would never have been done in the movies. And like, that's why the shows can be used. And the shows are like, that's a great reason for these shows to exist. So and I feel like she still didn't learn that lesson because well, what is she the doing at credit scene, right? Yeah, yeah. She didn't learn her lesson at the end of the day. She's still flipping through the books, trying to make her like imaginary kids come back. But that's the thing is I don't think that's what the post credit was implying. I think the post well, you hear was... the kids crying out for help. Exa- but th- I, that's what I mean is she gave them up, right? Like she's like, I created these things. I can't create illusions anymore. I can't. I can't be lying to myself and she gives it all up. But even after giving it up, her kid she can hear her kids. Like she cuz her kids are still that's a thing. It's like Vision and a lot of, and like Agatha Harkness and stuff didn't realize it, but those kids were not part of the hex. She like yeah. actually manifested those kids. And now those kids are trapped somewhere. And so she did give them up. But now she's realizing, like, I didn't give up. the Like, they weren't illusions. Like, I thought they were. And now I need to find a way to rescue them because she can hear her kid calling out to her. And now she's like, well, where are they? So she did give them up. She still went through that character progression of being like, I, I shouldn't hold on to things that are lost but now what she's realizing in the postcard is that well this thing isn't lost they're actually still out there and so now that's her next arc or it could be it could be some darkness that's out there lying to her causing her to read the could book be. right because she's well, this, like according to the show she's the scarlet she's a scarlet witch this like embodiment of pure chaos basically it's going to bring about the end of the world if left unchecked, right? And if exploring her dark powers, that might lead to something. How And what's the best way to exploit someone with of things that they care about with love, right? Of course. But, like, it doesn't change the fact that, like, it's. I don't think it undoes the ending. Like, I think it's still, the ending is still so- sound. It shows you the extent to which she would go for yeah. her family. I, I didn't say that it undid it. I just said that she didn't learn her lesson. I think they were different things, though, right? Like, I think the difference is being, like... Because she didn't go to, like... She didn't try to save Vision. Like, she did all this stuff unknowingly, right? And then she just couldn't give it up. But she did give it up. Whereas this is, like... She has, like, clear evidence that her family is there. Because that she can... She can feel them, right? Like, when she went to feel Vision's body, she could tell, no, he's gone. Like, I can't do anything about it. Whereas... With her kids, she's like literally feeling them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Her costume, though, so good. Oh, yeah, the costume was really good. They mm -hmm. did a good job with it. Now, do you guys, um, do you guys all, like, I, <laughs> so, do you want to go, like, talk about, uh, stuff that we did like about the show now, instead of <laughs> bagging well, on, like, there, I, there, there, the there last was one, there, I'm, no, no, because I one... have one last negative thing I want to say, and then I want to start talking about more All the good things, things that they did. That, that I really liked about the show, but, like, the last thing I had a problem was just the way Mar Marvel branded the show as like they're these uh, WandaVision as Spider-Man three and uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness are like a it's a three movie multiverse arc and and all that. And well, they didn't I say was it was like, a multiverse arc. They just said it was well, a, like there was they the, were all part yeah. of the same story. Yeah, but like we didn't get anything multiverse in that show until like the very end and it was just like a crumb right? did we even get I, any multiverse stuff we we there's the if you examine the book apparently like when she has the book open like it shows something that i don't know because i'm not too into marvel comics or anything like that but like the book is the has a reference to the greater multiverse but that's it I wouldn't take that at face value, though, because a lot of people said a lot of stuff meant different things and it didn't. So I yeah. would just... But even, okay, but even at that, like, like Disney, I watched that conference that Kevin Feige had in the Disney investors meeting and, like, and they were, they were, they were, they were, all these three, uh, these three projects are being tied together and I feel like WandaVision didn't, it Wanda's it the WandaVision is only important to those just because of her like the stuff she went through nothing of else nothing else in th this show was consequential to anything that's going to that, come after but is that not and, a major consequence like that's the thing it's like i understand what you mean like i understand your point is like well they're not all dealing with multiverse stuff but it's a pretty big fucking deal that she's accessed her magical power and she's become the scarlet witch and like i think like rather than looking at it as sequential and looking at it like wandavision is part one spider-man is part two and doctor strange is part three i think what we should be looking at it like is wandavision and spider-man are two separate projects that both lead into doctor strange 2 mm -hmm. rather than Rather than them being like WandaVision, then Spider Man, then Doctor Strange, because I, yeah, I don't think... think about it that way. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I just I think it's that way. Like I, I don't, I think it has and major, like, yeah, implications and like for... in this opinion that I have would have been completely thrown out the window if what happened with Evan Peters meant something, like if his character in that show actually was. Uh, Quicksilver from the Fox movies, like that actually would have meant something, and instead he's just a dick joke. Like that's what his name was. Like he's, he's I feel like it's very reductionist of what Ralph Boner. No, but like what else? He did he have his powers? No, like she she uh, uh, Agatha gave him his powers through that that necklace. He Ralph was always this this. It made it seem like. Like, I kind of thought at the beginning, like, okay, Agatha is, like, clearly 
or whatever they were calling her at the beginning of the movie or the the show. Agnes. She would Agnes was she was there was something off about her. And then, and then I thought uh, she was Hydra. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so that would be hydrated. something that was that would still make you like suspect. She was suspicious, and then she always talked about this Ralph person or husband Ralph. I'm like, well, who the heck's Ralph? And there was he was there's this character that they were implying, or they were they were they were teasing. And the when Marvel teases, they always mean something. Like that's the thing that like every time they 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 talk about the smallest thing in the in the movie, it often something, more times than not happens. becomes something. Like they name drop stuff like Wakanda in like in in Captain America one and like now look at what that's become. Then Stephen Strange was name dropped in another movie and he's he's one of the big characters that's gonna be in in Marvel going down the road. They named this Ralph guy. Obviously there was no one in Marvel that's named Ralph that's of consequence, but it was still something that people were being uh they were, like, they were curious about. It. And and then uh it was a red herring the entire time. Okay, but then for for Evan Peters, Marvel knew what they were doing when they when they put that character in the show. They knew they they wanted to get that emotion out of their fans. They're like, holy crap! Look at this! Look what this is! Like this is this is the guy that played Quicksilver in in the Fox movies. He's got his speed. He's going by Peter. He's connecting with the the, the twins. Thing- like he they they purposely put by, that in the show. He wasn't going. Or he's Keaton. Pietro. Sorry, but he they, wasn't. They, but he wasn't Pietro in Marvel and Fox's universe. No, but like they they were they were they were writing it as a way that like they made fans think they were this. It was the same character. He was playing the same characters he was in the Fox movies or in the like it was and it was still her brother. So, and I just feel like. That was the these still like if I were to boil down the show and like and think of all the episodes at once and say what was the biggest moment of that show still that generated the most hype and excitement it was that ending to that episode where he knocks on the door and it's 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 Evan yeah, Peters. I agree. I and just yeah. think that, that became there's nothing that comes of that. I, I but I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that. I don't, I like, and this is the problem. I like, I this is just a major issue I have with just general fan fan expectations. Is I don't think everything has to have major consequence. And like for something example, like that should I, though. Like that's the thing. He, like, but here's that, the thing. I, I don't want to say it was an fu to the fans, but like, or to if to it kind of felt like it. It kind of felt like it. Like it. And especially the just the way that it ended at the, the way that they wrapped up that character at the end of the show, definitely made it feel that way. Because okay, it was but here's a... but here's the thing. Like here's here's my argument with that, is one going back to Ralph. I genuinely think that everything people say about the build up to this Ralph character is a load of bullshit, because from my perspective, watching that show. I didn't even question who is Ralph when she would talk about her husband, Ralph, until I just saw people online being like, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? And it was just, it was that typical TV show speculation where everybody just wants to find a meaning in something that might be con- like completely inconsequential. 
like completely and for me watching it i was like okay it's a character like in any sitcom it's a character they're referencing that isn't there and like i didn't think that it was a big deal and even if they did show up i wasn't expecting it to be a massive consequential this is mephisto this is nightmare this is some big antagonist like i didn't really think it was anything until i saw online that people's like who is it who could ralph be and it just felt like it was people trying to speculate about everything and that and i've never liked that and then when it comes to evan peters is like i know you guys have seen the fox marvel movies but I know you're not super big fans of them. Whereas, like, I was a massive fan of those movies. I've rewatched all of those, like, multiple, multiple times. It was clear to me in the first episode, like, the first, like, the reveal was a big deal. And I was like, oh, my God. But it was clear to me in the very, very first episode following that, where you actually see him, that this is not, this is not the Fox version of Evan Peters. Like, I was not expecting it to be Quicksilver. His characterization was very different it was very clear that they were doing something different with this and i was already kind of like feeling like i don't even know if this is going to be a multiverse thing because it didn't feel like it was and it felt more like a meta reference it felt like just like a sitcom it was there for the purpose of the viewers understand who this actor is so they get a rise out of it but it has no meaning other than to just be a reference that's it it's just yeah, like how kind of like how what um the lady that plays uh robin and how i met your mother when she was gone for when they were filming um winter soldier right they're like oh who's this maria hill on how i met your mother and she says that's classified and that's and that's all they say of it right or like even like when stan lee pops up in all these things there's no real explanation for why there's all these different characters that look like Stan Lee that always show up in every movie, but it it's could be just the supposed to be, it could it's be supposed like to be Marvel creator. But the Maybe reason that. it's there is it's a breaking of the fourth wall to say to the fans, like, here's a little tidbit that you'll like. And I, and I agree that they purposely put him in there to suggest that this could be a multiverse story because they marketed it like that. But, that was the intention the intention was to make you question are they opening up the multiverse to the fox franchises to the spider-man franchises and then their answer well, was already, no we are not well they already kind of did with deadpool right yeah but, but the, what, the difference though is that deadpool's all about breaking the fourth wall and ryan reynolds no, but- he went to like, the Wolverine world and and killed the shitty Deadpool. Yeah, and that 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 was a. I know. Oh, I more, thought you refer. I thought you were referring to like Brian Reynolds' Deadpool three being in the MCU because I think it's going to be. It is, but we also so, don't yeah. know. But we don't know if it's Deadpool three or if it's just another Deadpool. Like, just another Deadpool. Yeah. Like we don't know yeah. how it's gonna work. Like I'm sure they're going to treat it like Deadpool 3 where Deadpool's aware that he's coming to a new franchise, but I guarantee everybody else doesn't know who he is. And that's going to yeah. be the joke. But I think they purposely question this because, like, think about this hype cycle. Like, think about this speculation cycle. Right now, they've told us Jamie Foxx and Alfred Molina are coming back for Spider-Man 3 as Doc Ock and Electro. And the big question around them is, are they their characters from the originals 
or are they new characters? What's going on? There's been rumors about Toby. There's been rumors about Andrew. So Evan Peters showing up was planned. They, they, Marvel is smart. Disney is smart. They knew exactly what they were doing. They wanted us to question, are they opening us up to a giant multiverse with all their film projects? And the response as of WandaVision is, no, we are not. This was not a multiverse theory. It was a reference. Evan Peters was clearly not the same character right away because his name was Pietro, not Peter, because he's Peter in the Fox universe. He was talking about how he was Aaron Taylor Johnson. Like he he was talking about like he was the same character that Aaron Taylor Johnson played. He was the MCU version. He just didn't know why he looked like that. And then as we move forward and move forward and move forward, we realize that, okay, he's actually not even Quicksilver. He's just a random guy. And yeah, the boner joke, whatever, stupid. That was cri- that was so cringy. Like it's cringy, but uh, I think people people like use that to like attack that moment way more than it needs to be. Like whatever. Honestly, I didn't think twice about it. I haven't it. cringed that hard in a Marvel project since Tony Stank. The 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 Tony Stank cameo or Stanley cameo, I think it was in Civil War. That was pretty cringe. I mean, it was something that was like, sure, like it might have been funny for some people. It's not funny to other people. But at the end of the day, I don't think, like, I think people reduce the the purpose of Evan Peters, and like the 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 planning and the marketing of that character in Wandavision. They were just like, oh well, he just ended up being a boner joke. Like that's not what he was. Yeah. He was not a boner joke. He was a marketing strategy to make you question whether Wanda was breaking the universe and opening it up because we already had the information that she was going to be in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and that Spider-Man was going to be using actors from the other movies. Like, this was all planned. All planned. Yeah. yeah. And the multiverse will open up in Doctor Strange. Yeah. Pro- can, I, can I get to what I... Yeah, uh, what I had a bit of a problem with uh, with WandaVision before we move on to like what that show did right, because there was yeah, a lot sure. of things that they did right. It did do right. It I was, loved it. Yeah, it but... no, it was great. It was refreshing. But the big thing that I had with that is that the episodes were too dang short. Yeah, there was like just right when I was getting into it, like oh okay, they're they're gonna oh they're gonna talk about this now or they're like for instance, that one moment where, um, towards the end of the second last episode, where like we were doing all the the Wanda stuff, and then you hear, um, like you hear, like the kids crying out, like, or, like they, they like she goes out to to face Agatha, right? And then it just ends, or like they build up Photon to be like this big amazing character, and then proceed to do nothing with her. Right, like well, I feel like be, it, she's going to be built up to be like she yeah. was built up to this be a big character stuff. in Captain Marvel. I know, too, right? but like, for instance, like she's not magical and stuff. It would have been nice to see like Wanda in like a situation because she's been like, uh, she was in those runes and couldn't do anything, and then Photon comes in and just figuring her powers up, and it was just added just enough like chaos or like confusion to the situation that like Wanda who knows her powers a little bit better could have like broken out or something well or, they cut a like... scene that was supposed to be her big scene 
Yeah. That's that's what. And happened. like, wasn't there supposed to be like an extra like hour and a half of content? No, there just, wasn't. Like, I heard this was supposed yeah, to be some, like a six. Some hour people show. were saying there was supposed to be six hours, but like, <laughs> I don't. I, think so. There was only four and a half, but like, I I I don't. I don't think that was real, but I do agree though. Like I, I felt those episodes were were really short, especially when you take into consideration like you cut a few minutes off the beginning for because the recaps there and the really long Marvel Studios uh, openings there, and then the credits are like crazy long yeah. in that show. So like it's like but, seven but, minute but, credits or whatever. So like you well, take think out about it like five to, five to seven minutes show. of credit or. Of, well, in a traditional half-hour show, Mateo, you would have had those moments, except eight it would minutes. have been... Eight-minute yeah, commercials you, or whatever. Yeah, you would have had those commercials and stuff, right? So, but Here's the question for both of you. Are you uh, saying I... that the episodes were too short because... I feel like wanted... at the wait, end wait, of wait, the wait, episode, like... like just as it was getting good, it then went to credits. But that's what just I mean. Was getting, Is it, like, just the episode... I was getting into it. But were the episodes too short then? Because when you got to the climax of an episode, you wanted it to keep going? Or were they too short because the story didn't tell enough of the story? Because if you ask me, when you look at it on a whole, that story was not too short. They No, no the story everything... wasn't too short. It wasn't. It's just that, like, I feel like certain things... Maybe like, the episode count was too feel... high. Yeah, like, if they had, like... If an, they would have cut two episodes episode, off... Right, but would you've been able to like tell a story three... that worked that way? Like the build was was the way that the show built was. Oh yeah, I feel like you could have done it. You could have put like you could have put all the traditional like TV shows that were um like for instance like okay you had the 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 Dick Van Dyke show you had the I Love Lucy thing you had like all those like shows from the different eras and everything those could have all happened in exactly the same length and everything was fine and then the last three episodes could have been Shield's perspective what the heck is going on and looking back at those things no instead of you know those I I disagree I think those honestly in those first few episodes um in the first few episodes that didn't have a lot of like whatever whatever present day content i feel like those episodes were especially the first episode i felt like it it needed something and the the present day stuff was that extra story that like to me like the stuff that was happening in the black and white parts of those episodes that was super uninteresting like i just wanted to get out of that stuff like it was the 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 mystery wasn't enticing enough in that era for me or for the, those parts of the sto- uh, story for me the main no, parts of the story I wanted to care about were the from the... that time though that's the thing when it was just a simple eh. thing like oh no we invited the boss over for dinner time and shenanigans ensue well that right? whole first that's... episode was but basically what... all wanda stuff the black and white like sitcom the whole episode was like that and there wasn't really anything like when we watched that first episode, Gino, like we we had the exact same opinion. We're like, that was kind of like what. Like, yeah, but we that's were what so TV excited. was back. That was that was what TV was back then, right? And like watching but television. But it's not just about what TV from was then, back then. What like with like it? Yeah, partially that. Like I agree with you, Gino. Like I I 
agree with that, but I, I think like expecting there to be a lot out of the first episode is having expectations too high because that episode did what it was supposed to do. It demonstrated this structure of sitcom, which we knew the show was going to be about and everybody was interested mm-hmm. in, and gave us a little seed at the end, which is somebody's watching yep. this happen. So why is this happening? And that's all it needed to be. And I think mm-hmm. like, and that's why like I disagree with both of you. Like I agree that at the end of every episode, I was like, damn, why did it have to end there? Because I want to keep watching. But I don't think the episodes were too short because I think if they kept going, it would have hurt the pacing of the show. I think every episode ended where it should have ended. And I actually don't think the episodes should have been any longer than they were. I think the pacing was perfect on that show. I think they set it up very well. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say perfect. Nothing is truly perfect. But like, I understand like, like it was good. It was good enough for what it was. I personally thought, because like I'm used to watching that hour long show now, and I like that structure where like okay, you have, you have that little bit of extra room to just explain things a little bit more, right? Yeah. But like having having a one hour like Dick Van Dyke section or like episode between the, between the first three four episodes, like having that being an hour long would have been too much. But when they get to like the modern shows and stuff, come on, like most modern shows are now an hour long. But but again, like that. So if you're having an hour long episode, that means that they're padding out. Like if we're telling the same story, that means either you're destroying the pacing of the story the last... because you would oh, have the... to like splice together the sitcom parts, or you're adding over exposition. Because I think what works with that show, what made it so interesting, and why the theories ran wild, is because it was very slow burn. Like, the intention of that show was, this is a mystery. Like, what the hell is going on? And I think if they gave us too much S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff, if they gave us too much explanation, if they made those episodes longer, like, I I feel like it would have really destroyed the integrity of the show. I think it was... I think it worked for that kind of show. Like, if, I don't think, like, something like Falcon and Winter Soldier would work with half-an-hour episodes, but I think WandaVision benefited from having short episodes. And in all fairness to WandaVision, like the last two or three episodes did, like they were a little longer. Like I think they were like 40, 40, 45 minutes. Like yeah. it wasn't the, like the half hour they had before. So once they got but, out of the structure. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, one thing I did, I really like, I did really like about WandaVision. I liked the little, like the Easter eggs that they had, they were like disguised as commercials. Like, Mm-hmm. Hydra soap or what the heck it was. Hydra I really soap. liked the, uh, the, the or the Hydra watch or was it no the Strucker watch something like that. Uh, the uh, the Stark Industries uh, radio was cool. It made like the Iron Man like uh, like blaster sound when it turned on. Uh, I also really liked the um, like all like the. Uh, the the like the recreations of like the openings to all these popular sitcoms over the years the did they do a full house episode in reference to her sisters i don't think they i the one in the 80s wasn't full house i know that it was uh, uh that would that would have been funny was it full house honestly i don't know like i know there was dick van dyke i love lucy family ties uh the one in the eighties is blanking on me, and then it was um, Malcolm in the middle. Malcolm in the middle. Yeah, Malcolm in the middle. Little Malcolm. Little Malcolm. Yeah. <laughs> but 
the sitcom like and that what the the episode though where they did Wanda's origin like that like oh, that was where, really well that done. was the best episode in the show in my yeah, opinion I agree. Like, and definitely not filler yeah yeah Stupid definitely not online that it was filler filler i will i will fight people who don't understand narrative structure but anyway um i think the show had a lot of good i do think the episodic format both helped and hurt it ultimately it helped it in the sense that it allowed that mystery to kind of like ensue um but that also hurt it because the speculation made expectations a little bit too high but ultimately no matter I do what think, yeah like it's made me interested in mcu again i'm so happy that a version of vision is still like still around like there's a chance that or that there's he'll he'll come back probably at some some capacity like it'll it'll probably still I like so how do you think like because i've been reading a lot of stuff about other people like what they think about what happened to vision like he put his memories like uh the the vision that she created in the the hex put his memories into the put his memories back into the body like the body of actual vision well he didn't yeah, put that was his, his old like, body right without the mind stone but he didn't put was... his memories because remember the vision and wanda's hex did not have his memories he just unlocked that vision's program oh he unlocked okay yeah so so then now he remembers everything that happened in before yeah so so the, the thing is like people but you think are he remembers what 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 uh, hex vision did let's call him that hex vision and actual vision i i don't think so because i don't think that existed in his mind i also think that even though he has memory like memories are one thing as we know from kingdom hearts um memories <laughs> we got to do memories that and heart are very two different things and i ultimately think that even though he has the memories of what happened he'll never be vision he'll never be the vision we knew it'll be very similar to like so gamora still exists right but it's not the gamora that had that relationship with quill mm -hmm. and even if she ends up with quill at some point it'll never be the same it's not the same. Yeah. It's like with Arrow, right? With Laurel, right? Like oh, no. as much as <laughs> Earth 2 Laurel like progressed, she'll never be the original Laurel. I think that's going to be the same thing with Vision. Um, yeah. The other theory I have with Vision that could be cool is um, because what happened in Age of Ultron, right, was that um, Ultron like unlocks vision's potential and kind of like takes him over and then he breaks free because of the mind stone and like his humanity and stuff i'm wondering if because this vision unlocked white vision's memories and like programming but that vision doesn't have the mind stone if ultron's programming is going to slowly start to take over and they're going to use it as a way to bring ultron back in the future i hope they bring ultron back in the future to be honest yeah he was done like, real I... dirty I I think that yeah I think the character was done dirty in Age of Ultron. Yeah, and he could've he's been, even a, been so much better. He's even a character just bringing in the TV shows. Like he could be the villain of Armor Wars or like Ironheart. Like he doesn't need to be a villain in in the movies again. Yeah. Um. And like even with like the the actually no I I don't want to should I even like delve into like 
the little bit of comic lore I know about like the the twins. I say go for it. Because like the twins in the comics are like they're like sh- born by like the shard of like a shard of of uh, Mephisto or something like that. But apparently Vision was like a like a dead like deadbeat dad. So like he didn't doesn't really spend a lot of time with the kids or something like that from what I know. And like this would be a a pretty good like explanation why Vision isn't here anymore, like why like she had to raise the the twins by herself. He's off doing his own thing, coming back and uh he'll only be back in crossovers or whatever, so and those the twins are definitely going to be in with Young Avengers if they ever make a Young Avengers project because like the, the twins are arguably like the main characters of that that story. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure we'll see that story in Doctor Strange too, right? Like, um, I like thinking about. I think Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange is going to like honestly, it's going to start off because Wanda did something. I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna be a different actually. I think it's gonna start off with Mordo because Mordo's hunting wizards and shit, right? I think he's gonna show up gonna on Wanda's doorstep and try to kill her, and then that's gonna cause a giant conflict. They said in or Agatha told her that you're stronger than the Sorcerer Supreme, right? She can Something become, like yeah, she's supposed oh. to be stronger. Than yeah. Dang. Which, I mean, is comic accurate. She's one of the most powerful mm-hmm. beings. At least, like, maybe not, like, one of the most powerful beings, but she's definitely a very, very powerful character in the Marvel lore. So much so that she has fought, like, Phoenix, which is regarded to be, like, arguably, like, top three forces in the the marvel universe next to like literal like stanley god. god and like and uh franklin richards who's just like disgustingly overly overly powerful like she's phoenix is one of the most powerful entities and wanda's gone toe-to-toe with phoenix multiple times yeah i look forward to see what's what's gonna go on because like even like even before the Wanda Vision show, like I feel like her character really was a little bit underutilized, and yeah, like, definitely, yeah. Like and Elizabeth, uh, it's Elizabeth Olsen, right? Yep. Yeah, she does a great job with that character, but like, the like most even, popular like, Olsen now. Yeah. yeah, I think she's had that title for a while. To be honest with you, definitely yeah. now. If she didn't have it before, she's definitely won it now. Yeah. Good job. Can't wait to see what happens next with this character. Yeah, I think I think overall, I'm just excited for the other shows now because I'm like, wow, like they did a really good job with this. Um, her character was done well. Like I love the the costume. I love the implications. It has. I have so many questions though. Like moving forward, like even with Spider Man, because if if Evan Peters was just um. A nobody, basically. A nobody. Then what's going to happen? Or was with... he a heartless? <laughs> <laughs> what's going to happen with Jamie Foxx's Electro and Alfred Molina's Doc Ock? Right? Is Electro like, going to be blue? He's not. He already said he's not blue. But like, um, where are they from? 
their universes or are they just again just references they're marvel's basically just honoring like the past and being like we're gonna have these characters play are they just teasing the same characters within this universe right like it's not a multiverse thing we we were just really happy with that with that actor's performance It honestly just could be that, like they're just really happy with the performance of the actor, and they're like, "Hey, you know what? You were you were either yeah. done dirty or." Does it like, do Jamie right? Fox's case, right? He was done dirty, so they given him a a redo potentially, like. But I think with J. Jonah Jameson, it's different. To be honest with you, like. But that's it was different, like in the context of when they showed him, because we we're like, "Oh yeah, they're just using him again." But that's what I mean is like, they could be doing that with these guys too. We're just assuming it's multiverse. With J. Jonah, I don't think it's multiverse. Just I think it's just because he is so uh, J.K. Simmons is just so good as that character. Such a good job. He's super iconic. Like No, I agree. I think... no, I hundred percent agree with you. That's why I said I'd like Oh, okay. He's not multiverse. Then. No, no, he is yeah. not multiverse, but that's what I'm saying. It's like that could be same with Jamie Foxx and Alfred Molina. Like they might not be multiverse characters. They might just be playing the Electro and Doc Ock of this universe. Yeah. I'm just, regardless of what it is, I'm going to hardcore temper my expert- expectations for, for Spider-Man now. Like, I I have a, a hey, gut feeling that a it's, bad idea. It's, it's not going right. to be what we think it is, because, like, all the speculation in when WandaVision was wrong, so, like, the, like the, all the speculation in Spider-Man could be wrong, too, so... It's just yeah, I think yeah it's, like it's, it's hyping things up to... though, Mateo. Like well, at the same time, I don't know. Like, I, I, like hype at, culture is pe- people right. We've spent we've we're spending more time on our devices and on the internet now than we normally would in a year, bit because of the situation going on in the world. So, and like there hasn't been a Marvel, like, there hasn't been an MCU project since Spider Man: Far From Home. So it's been a really long time, and people want. Are, people are itching for these stories to continue. So, like, I, I that's why I think, like, it's not... It, it, that's why I feel like saying, oh, people shouldn't listen to speculation stuff. It's like, it, it, that definitely contributes to to the the way people, like, th- think of these shows and these movies. Like, it's, for sure. It's it's something that shouldn't just be discounted. Like, it, it that's... And, it, and it's just... The, it, my viewpoint unfortunately a WandaVision is oh it's gonna be slightly hindered by that like it's just it's the first thing like I said it was an impossible task for it to live up to expectations just because it's been so dang long since there's been anything exciting to watch really so but but here's the question for you like for you guys because I assume like a lot of this speculation when we're talking about like WandaVision or the context of like Spider-Man is about multiverse and like i know a lot of dis- people were disappointed with evan peters being ralph boner and not being maximoff pietro from from um yep, boner. fox but like genuinely is it a bad thing that they're not pulling this multiverse shit because like as much as part of me was like it would be so cool if we could have the Fox X Men and the Raimi Spider Man stuff, part of me was like, oh, it'd be so cool! Like, what a big concept. The other part of me was like, if they open that can of worms, 
this narratively this this world building is fucked and part of me is like once i found out like once ralph was once it was just like oh he's just some some dude i was kind of like probably for the best like honestly probably for the best that they're not bringing in that they're not bringing the fox x-men because they the thing is once they open that can of worms people are going to just bitch all the time like if evan peters is in here then they don't bring back hugh jackman people are upset they don't bring back michael fassbender people are upset they don't bring back patrick stewart people are upset they don't bring back sophie turner they don't bring back this person that person this person and it's just like i almost want them like as much as i know they're doing multiverse because we know they're doing it in doctor strange i hope that multiverse isn't we are jumping into the universes of the non mcu marvel projects i almost just hope spider-man is the same thing spider-man is just yeah. alfred molina and and uh electro whether they're from a different universe or not are not from the amazing spider-man and the raimi spider-man universe they're just from an alternate universe that's in the mcu or they're from the mcu universe yeah like, I, I don't want them to open it personally i i kind of i i do a I do agree with you just because like I like you said like I I don't have that attachment to the Fox universe or to the Raimi Spider-Man movies because like I or the Amazing Spider-Man yeah I I think the Amazing Spider-Man was the first one was really 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 good and that was probably the best Spider-Man movie to be out in my opinion that like that that was the best Spider-Man movie before Homecoming but like I don't care about like i don't think spider-man one and two have aged well at all and i really don't care if i see those characters again and like half of the fox movies are like x-men movies are not good and why would we want to see them again it was just but like it was just the just the excitement like the fact that a multiverse can exist is a way that these that these movie studios and I'll, I'll put DC in here too, is it's a way for them to like pay homage to stuff that's come before or fix something that's like a, like a recasting of a character or, or, or just a slight change they want to make in the universe to like modernize it or whatever. That was the exciting thing about Marvel saying that they were going to do a multiverse is that like, and, but now that you've said that with, uh, you know, I I would honestly I like those movies. Like we can say that the Marvel Cinematic Universe now is good. It's got the vision of Kevin Feige behind it. I would want to see what he does with a clean slate with the multiverse, like creating a, an Earth where like the fun one I read was like they should have an Earth of like people that were uh that were like that. The the actors that almost got cast as these characters are playing these characters now. Like we're like uh, John Krasinski's Captain America or Tom Cruise's Iron Man. Like and see like how they would act and like or uh, is is the Marvel What If show gonna be uh, like considered in the multiverse? Like do we know anything about that? Yeah, that's multiverse. Like yeah, so like how they're exploring that like those storylines that's more enticing to me. Than bringing back, uh, like these arguably like not like, good care these good these characters from arguably not good movies from like the '90s and the 2000s. If that makes sense. Hey, I want yeah. Tommy McGuire to come back and say it's pizza time. 
<laughs> I want Toby McGuire to come back and stand next to Tom Holland so that all of those people who are still living in the past can see what it's like for the real Spider-Man to stand next to a poser. <laughs> the real Spider-Man being Tom Holland because Tobey Maguire is an awful Spider-Man. Up, up, and away, Web. Fly. Again, I will argue... <laughs> I think Maguire, he said Shazam great, at 1.2. <laughs> great Peter what? Parker, terrible Spider-Man, and Andrew Garfield's the opposite. Great Spider-Man, not a good Peter Parker, and Tom Holland's the best of both. Can't fight math. Well, do you I, guys want yeah. to move on to division now? I don't even think we should move on, to be honest. We've been talking for an hour and 15 minutes, and I think if we start talking about all the other MCU I think this deserves projects, a part two. Yeah, I think, this I think deserves if we start part talking two. about all the other MCU projects, this is just going to end up being a two-and-a-half-hour episode. And so I think like we can call this a WandaVision episode. Like, I think yeah, we're okay. we can do a part. Yeah, and we'll um, just do another MCU one in the future. Maybe Riley can join us. Um, yeah. I want to talk about Um And we'll talk about other projects. Maybe, but maybe what we can do is maybe we can revisit this when Falcon and Winter Soldier ends. And then that episode will become us just talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier. And then we'll push it even further till after Black Widow, when inevitably we won't have much to talk well, about. Well, Loki Loki's coming out too around that time. So just we'll never talk about our, our opinions of the MCU other, MCU other than the, after Black the Widow. current projects. After Black, let's be real. We're not going to have much to talk about after Black Widow. We're not going to have much to talk about. Well... Not hitting on Black Widow. I love Black Widow as a character. I love Scarlett Johansson. I just can't imagine that movie will have much in terms of story implication moving forward. Yeah. I can't really see it either. But once again, like I will happily it, uh you guys will happily. There could be a big words. surprise there that like rocks the universe similar to how uh uh Winter Soldier did. Maybe not well, on the yeah. same scale. You know what people like, think it is when they're, they're, when they're least maybe i don't know so there's this like some people think what's going to happen is in that story you're going to find out that um that black widow was actually the russians version of like that like wh- her natasha was actually mm-hmm. the russians version of captain america and she received a super ser- super soldier serum and she didn't realize it and then the post credit scene of that movie is going to be her like dead at at the bottom of the thing, and then she wakes up because her healing kicks in. It just took like forever to activate. Yeah, it just took a while to like to. That's what people think it's gonna be. Is they're gonna like? That's a long time. It'd be take a well, long no, time for that zoom be, to kick in. No, 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 it wouldn't be a long time. Like the implication the, would be it happened like fairly quickly. Because like realistically, how long did did Hawkeye stay there? Right. He was in a rush. Like they had, they had to save the universe. He probably like took the stone. And no, like, are you saying? Are you saying like when? When did she get injected with the serum? Like pre Iron Man two? Like okay, let's let, let's not get into this. Let's we don't know. Like the the, the oh, okay. theory is like yeah, like she's always had it. I see. You know? I see. I see. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's why she's so um, like, like capable and like. 
like has like oh so she's she, peak, yeah. like i think i like to think because she put in the hard work and i do and too did all that stuff not some kind of like i agree so, so like she, I, I, I i agree like yeah i'm just saying like for the purpose of bringing her back you know yeah could be interesting anyway we'll wrap oh, yeah. up um thank you for tuning into our um wandavision um impressions i think ultimately all three of us came away from that show excited about the future um we all had different differing opinions on different layers of it but i think we all overall enjoyed it um yeah we're excited for what comes next look forward for part two (laughs) stay tuned for i won't even call it part two but just stay tuned for more future mcu episodes um stay tuned for um i'm sure we'll have a DCEU episode following Zack Snyder's Justice League coming up. I yep. will make that happen. I will make it happen. Oh, I'm down Four with other DC fans that are here that are, aren't just or that uh, care about DC, I got your back. Yep. Um, and just a reminder, <laughs> if you yeah. enjoyed our podcast today, whether you're listening to it on Spotify or YouTube, um, you know, just leave a comment, give us a like, subscribe. As Tell always, your friends. <laughs> yeah, as always, if you are a Gino and Smash supporter, get out. We don't want you here. We don't like you. We, in unless fact, it's we me, actually you. me and Smash. Yeah, unless it's Gino, our from the hub world in Smash. In Gino which with case, an eye. In which case, that's okay. But Gino from Super Mario and the Seven Stars, get out. You're not welcome. Um, thank you for listening we will connect with you again soon um, and have a lovely March see you later lovely March really that's how we're ending it fine have a have a bad March I hope you're I hope you're waiting for the next I hope that these next two weeks waiting for Falcon and the Winter Soldier are the most unbearable times of your life. Farewell. <laughs>